Welcome back to What Do They Know Podcast. Super Bowl 58 is officially in the books, and the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs once again. The guys break down the game from every angle and discuss what this means for the Chiefs dynasty and the legacy of Patrick Mahomes. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we are about to find out what's going on, everybody. Welcome back to the Super Bowl edition of the What Do They Know podcast. Nick and Jeff back with you for one more time this season. Um, <laughs> we are live just following Super Bowl 58, uh, wrapped up probably about, what, half hour ago? Yeah. So we're getting some instant reaction here. Um, I mean, what a game. Absolutely. Just to start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it started off a little slow in that first half. And sure then, did. Uh, I guess that's to be anticipated. You get the nerves flowing a little bit um, after halftime, maybe a lot, the extended halftime show. Kind of gives you a time to relax, uh, game plan a little bit more. Um, but yeah, they came out uh, firing a little bit more in the second half, and uh, maybe the defenses got tired because they they were holding it down pretty well um, up until midway through the third third quarter. So, um, but yeah, I, overall, if you look at the essence of the game, and it goes into overtime. It was a tight game throughout the entire thing. So it, it's everything you want a Super Bowl to kind of be um, as its defensive and offensive showing. So I, personally, I have. No complaints, but besides the winner. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, let me let me pause right here, folks. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna kick it back over to Jeff oh. to issue his um his public apology yeah, joyous. to the Kansas City Chiefs because Jeff has been off of the Chiefs before the season even really started. I think it was like only week seven or eight before he said that they're gonna go one and done in the playoffs. Right. And I was the antagonist the entire time. So you were the bulletin board material that was in Basically. the Chiefs locker room. So Absolutely. feel free. What, what do you have to say for yourself? I mean, I had Detroit beating Kansas City week one of the season. Uh, I, I just, and you I, just picked them to lose every week after. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like, it's got to hit sometime. No, I mean, I, that spoke how highly I thought of the Lions. And I guess it showcased how, I guess, on and off I was with the Kansas City Chiefs to start. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't. Really, ever think their division title was going to be at stake? But I, I thought going into the playoffs with the AFC as loaded as we thought it would be, um, they'd face a little bit more of a challenge there. Um, obviously, I, I think Buffalo gave them the best run for their money uh, outside yeah. of San Francisco today. But still, yeah. Buffalo had I feel like a perfect game plan against them. But I mean, <laughs> goes to show Mahomes finds a way type of thing. Um, obviously, you. you you can't bet against the best player in the league um, nope. and keep getting away with it type of thing. And obviously I, I learned that the hard way this, this year. Um, it's the same way as probably my people felt when they wanted Michael Jordan to fail back in the nineties with, the, with the bulls or something. But I mean, I, I, I guess I will apologize to, to the Kansas city chiefs and, and I, I've learned from my wrongs and from now on I'll pick the chiefs to win the next 10 Super Bowl. So <laughs> it's, it's, I, I can't, I, I honestly, you try you try to analyze everything as best as you can, and and try to sound, I guess, as educated as you can. Because to me, Kansas City winning it, it boggles my mind because yeah. it, it it doesn't compute to me and how I view how the game is played. But I mean, there's there's things called will and determination and heart and all that stuff that you can't really compute. And Mahomes just. You can tell from t today's game, he just has that above everybody else kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for just greatness, right? Right. I mean, having you talk about everyone talks about the it factor and they, they throw that around a little loosely. But like, mm -hmm. you know, Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed, like they have the it factor. Right. And so, you know, I've been saying it probably since 
I don't know, maybe wild card weekend. Maybe it might have even been a few weeks before that. Like, at what point are we going to start just realizing that the Chiefs are the new Patriots? Mm -hmm. And I mean, they proved it tonight. Like they're they gave us a large enough sample size this season to to your point to to doubt them fairly. Right. Right. And so I think that them doing this the way that they did after having such an offensive struggle for so many weeks in the season and them being essentially able to just flip a switch Mm -hmm. and turn it on. um, I mean, is, is just, it's just credit to them. And, and like I said it last, last week, I'm, I'm done. I'm done doubting Mahomes, (laughs) Uh, Mahomes specifically. Right. Right, I think, I think the combination of him and Andy Reid is, is phenomenal. Nothing better in the league. Right. But I still like if, if, Reed was to retire like I'm still going into next season saying I'm not doubting Mahomes right I'm just done yeah until we're proven otherwise or or, I mean Mahomes is just way too talented to not adjust to any system even if Andy Reed moves on um and and not for nothing like we've seen I think we can kind of settle the the whole which is which was more important Brady or Belichick debate Mm -hmm. like Brady left and won a Super Bowl Belichick has now been fired Right. So my point is like, well, there's a parting away. Oh, stop. Oh, 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 stop. Let, he, he was fired. Okay. <laughs> let's be official. Let's no. let's call a spade a spade. He was fired. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but my point is like if, if Reed were to leave or Mahomes were to leave, mm-hmm. Mahomes is still going to do his thing. Right. I mean, wherever Mahomes ends up, if he ever moves on from Kansas City, I feel like that all, all of a sudden becomes the Super Bowl uh, favorite wherever, regardless of where he ends up. Um, obviously he, he would elevate any, any team to Super Bowl contending or favorites at that point, even if it's like some team that maybe a quarterback away type of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to their credit, um, Andy Reid, as we've said multiple times and throughout the playoffs, he figured it out. Um, I, I feel like they, they didn't really even follow the formula really this game with Rasheed Rice and, and Isaiah Pacheco is, it was it was Travis Kelsey. It was it was he had... it was it was Travis Kelsey and like some guys that you don't really right. think about. I mean, MVS, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. He had a couple grabs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, McCole Hardman had the game winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was his name. Noah Gray, the back of the other tight end. He had a couple grabs. Right. Um, um, Watson, Watson. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But uh, it was to your point. It was mostly Kelsey and. I mean, Pacheco, I don't have his stat line. Maybe you wrote it down, but I did. He had uh, 18 rushes for 59 yards, but he had six catches for 33 yards. Right, so so. He, he was involved throughout the throughout yeah. the game. He wasn't, uh, I guess, productive. Uh, obviously, I think he might have lost a little bit of confidence after the fumble. After yeah. the fumble and um, uh, almost turning the ball over again on that toss play. Um, yeah. First so, play of the third or the second half, right? Exactly. So it, it's 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 one of those things where you 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 get the jitters as soon as you fumble the ball once, and all of a sudden it's in your mind. Um, but yeah, he he, he kept getting involved. Um, but it, it was definitely the Kelsey show after uh, Greenlaw uh, got injured, um, coming onto the field, which was very unfortunate for oh, San Francisco. Devastating. Yep. So that yeah. I I feel like that was. Uh, the ch- uh, the game changer right there, yep. uh, the point of no return kind of thing. Because as, as soon as they started uh, picking on uh, uh, Burks there, who replaced Greenlaw, it, it was basically the Kelsey show afterwards. Yep, yep. So just backing up here, I guess we can kind of just start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give us give some thoughts. I you know, as far as like the the show part of of the Super Bowl, right? We had um, Post Malone singing "America the Beautiful," which 
I did not know that that was coming. <laughs> right. And I was very surprised uh -huh. that Post Malone was actually singing <laughs> as opposed to like rapping or, you know, auto tuning, if that's a thing. Right. Or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I actually thought he did a pretty decent job. Yeah. I mean, I. I was eating dinner at the time and yeah, <laughs> and I heard the voice. I was like, oh, I don't know who that is, but that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, obviously you saw it, but when you think of Post Malone, you see the rapping, obviously, and you think of the face tattoos and, yep. and all those tattoos around his uh, facial area. And then well, <laughs> what's he doing? <laughs> saying yeah. melodically. I thought, basically. He sounded, I thought he sounded pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, all things considered. Uh -huh. uh, so I was surprised with that. Reba. Reba McIntyre did the national anthem. I thought she did a great job. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't too long. Wasn't too like drawn out. She just she sang it. She sang it well. Mm -hmm. um, Usher, I thought, was phenomenal in the halftime show. Personally, yeah, um, I, I feel like it hits nostalgia the heartstrings on, oh, no on us for no sure. Doubt. Um, growing up with Usher, I know when Ludacris's part came on, you started rapping like there was no tomorrow. So like, kudos to you. I, I mean, I did not. I did not for one thing that I did not see coming was that I, that was not my bingo card. Um, but what ludicrous or me rapping? You rapping Ludacris's part. <laughs> I love that song, dude. I still, <laughs> I can still sing and rap that song right now if I wanted to. Sounds um, solid. Yeah, I thought it was great. He brought. Mm -hmm. Who did he bring out? He brought Ludacris. He brought out Lil John. He brought out Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. Uh, her, uh, her. Who? That's a person, apparently. Uh, yeah, her. I, is I, her? I, Chris, my wife. We're like, who is that? And Christy's going. That's her. That's her. I'm like, no. I'm thinking. She's, like, I'm thinking she's saying that's, that's Alicia her. Keys again. I'm like, no, oh. babe, it's not. She goes. No, it's her. Right. It's her. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And Have you ever seen Rush Hour 3? Yes. With the whole you. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. That's exactly what yeah, I it thought. Was like, it's was like the, the, the joke prank thing, like who's on first. Right. That's yeah. who. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Are you, who's her? Like, what are you saying? But that's a real person, yes. apparently. Um, and so she was out there as well. So good for her. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought he crushed it. I thought he started out a little slow. Yeah. Um, but he crushed it. I mean, obviously, the the. The banger, uh, he saved for last. Yeah, um, uh, yep. his, rightfully so. Right, so it, it was more of a workup to to where he wanted to go rather than start off fast and in your face type of thing. So uh, the execution was 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 good. Um, I personally like a little bit more theatrics type of thing. So yeah. I, I thought it was a little mild, but uh, yeah, to each their I own. I think it's crazy that I mean I do and I don't like. We're I was talking to you before before the game even started or before mm -hmm. the halftime show even started that the artists that do this that sign up or that get picked by the nfl right they don't make a dime nope they do these huge productions on the biggest stage mm -hmm. on the probably the most watched television event all year right and they make zero at least from doing it i'm sure they make downloads and endorsements and you know tons of other stuff which mm -hmm. is why they do it for publicity right but the fact that they do this big show and don't get paid is like staggering to me right I like and and I actually have heard that like not only do they not get paid, but like um, there are m a, a good amount of artists that sink a ton of their own money into the production to like make it really. Like uh, I was reading an article that said, remember the weekend he performed like two or three years ago? He yeah, spent seven million dollars of his own money on that show. Really? Yes. And everybody trashed. That. <laughs> everybody I trashed that halftime show. Beyond. I know. But like he's not the only one. They named a couple a couple other artists that have spent like big money of the, of their own mm -hmm. to perform for free, essentially. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you get all the notoriety. It's, I mean, it's the most watched event in, in I guess right. every year right. in, in American television. Um, it, it, it's one of those things where I obviously the Super Bowl is going to contract well known artists. 
So like how much notoriety are you actually getting and considering you're already already well made off type of thing. But at the same time, I've, I've seen probably like five to six Usher commercials <laughs> the entire time I've here. So I've been uh, watching the game. So it's it's I guess you pick your 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 thing like it's worth it in the end for the artist. Um, and I guess it's uh, performing in the Super Bowl is the kind of thing that I guess you can take, you can write home about type of thing. No doubt. Um, I think we've built up the Super Bowl to be this large, gigantic, larger than uh, almost like a holiday type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so to perform there, obviously only 58 Super Bowls, there's only been hand or however many performances. So you're, you're a select few of who's performed at the halftime show. So. Yeah, I mean, I understand it to not be paid for it, but at the same time, man, it's rough. <laughs> it's I rough know. to think about. Yeah. Um, so the the way this game was going, and you kind of talked about it, like I think at halftime, what was it, 10 to 3? Yeah. I really was, and I told you this in the third quarter, because like when the third quarter started, I think both teams punted two or three times in a row, like their first two or three possessions. And so I'm sitting here, I was telling you, like this is starting to remind me of the, the, Patriots and Rams. the Patriots and Rams Super Bowl from, I think, three or four years ago, where I think the final score was literally like 10 to 7 or something like that. Uh, yeah, 10 to 3, 10 to 10 6. 10 to 3, 10 to 7. Was, yeah, something yeah, so, something like it was a boring game. Right. Nope. Um, but, I mean, obviously the, the the third quarter started. And for me, I think that the where everything kind of took off was the muff punt. Oh yeah, I think that when the Niners muffed that punt, it was it was still pretty early in the third the third quarter. Mm -hmm. um, the very next play, the the Chiefs took, uh, scored a touchdown to take the lead. Yeah, um, and then True. and then from there, it was kind of just back and forth the whole like the last quarter and a half, and and even in overtime. Yeah, you, yeah, it was definitely a little more conservative, I guess. Um, Patrick Mahomes threw that interception coming off. That's that, true. That first That's right. yep. drive. Yep. Um, San Francisco couldn't capitalize. I, I I don't know if they they just were executing or if they were playing a little conservative i felt like brock purdy was was starting to become a little hesitant in that pocket he, he was shuffling back and forth shuffling back and forth a little bit right right yeah. and and he could never really get his uh feet uh set so some of the balls would sell on him or something um so i guess it was just one of those uh things where it's super bowl jitters for brock purdy especially i mean being mr Irre mr irrelevant you're not even supposed to be here leading this team right um and he's still young at, at um in any case but yeah after that muff punt it kind of opened up the playbook a little bit because kansas city took took the lead um and then from there i, I think san francisco kind of had to force themselves to, to to force the ball down the field a little bit more and and focus a little bit more offensively and I, honestly their defense might have suffered for it because all of a sudden they they were their offense would score, but then Kansas City would storm right back, and you could see San Francisco's defense kind of wear wear thin uh, as the game progressed too. So yeah, I mean it's it's give and take, pick the poison type of thing. But in order to beat the Chiefs, you got to score points, um, and unfortunately for them, they just didn't do that enough in the first half, in my opinion, and they didn't capitalize on the opportunity they they did get, which was uh, obviously the first drive they had. Chris McCaffrey fumbled the ball yep, inside. Yep. That I was think a great first drive right. too. Yep, to start the game. Right, and then that Patrick Mahomes interception. Obviously, Mahomes doesn't throw interceptions. On plus side of the field, what was right. it like 30, 40 yard line somewhere yeah. around there? Yeah, basically. So yeah. I mean, both both plays were on Kansas City side of the field. Yep. So and and it netted zero points. Exactly. Right, and you can't let Kansas City get away with things like that, or else they're going to make you pay. And it ended up being the game changer. Here. Yep. I will say, you know, I don't think every, you know the big story coming into this game. Well, there were many stories, but 
two of the biggest were, you know, the pressure on Brock Purdy and, and Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. you know, Sh- Shanahan has a, has a reputation now and, you know, today didn't help it, but right. of, of not being able to win the big game. Um, and I don't really feel like either of them did anything crazy mm-hmm. to say like, oh yeah, like they're the reason they lost like Purdy, you know, his stat line, 23 of 38, 255 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not the reason they lost. Right. I would say the one thing that you would maybe put on Shanahan and you, you called it right away was the coin toss in overtime. Mm-hmm. Would it made of a, would it made of a difference? I don't really know. They elected to receive the ball when you know, you're getting the ball regardless. So why not kick right. so that, you know, what you have to do. Do you have to match a touchdown? Do you have to just get a field goal? Like what, what's the situation? So from a strategy standpoint, but at the end of the day, I don't really know if that's something that it impacted the, the, the final, mm-hmm. the final score. You know what I'm saying? I, I right. Yeah. I mean, I, when I look at both offenses, I would like, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're thinking you have Brock Purdy, but at the other side of the field, you have Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm putting Patrick Mahomes on there just to see what he does. Because I, I don't want Brock Purdy to, uh, for me, I, I want to know what I'm going to call, what I need to call. Right. Do I need to get a field goal? Do I need to get a touchdown? Okay, right. and I'm on fourth. I have to do fourth down t- uh, territory. And that's what Kansas City did. They, they went for it on fourth down during overtime. They got it. Um, they opened up the playbook a little bit more. Patrick Mahomes did a, did a design run for a qu- quarterback, which uh, I feel like they, they tried not to do just yep. to protect Patrick Mahomes which was a little a bit more. phenomenal play call. Right. Andy Reid is... He had, yep. you know, he had so many good where I'm like audibly like, wow, that was a really good play. Right. Call. Yep. Absolutely. So for me, I'd, I'd rather like I understand the concept of trying to put the pressure on the opposing offense, but you're not going to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes like that. It, it's not going to if anything, it's going to drive him more. Right. Type of thing. He's 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 not going to lose that game. And, um, and to your point, like the Niners had fourth and goal from the five. They kicked the field goal. Mm hmm you know, let's just say the chiefs had already scored a touchdown. Like, you know, you're going for that. Exactly. In that situation, it, it takes the decision making out of it. And, right. and I guess you, you kind of give your, your defense a reset type of thing. Like, all right, they scored, we scored now, now you have to stop them type of thing. Um, but it's, it's just one of those things where you, you have to weigh the options for me. I'd put Patrick Mahomes on there because I don't want him with the last, with the ball at the last uh, possession of the game. I, I, I'm, Give me a chance to win the game, or because if they, if they, for whatever reason, uh, get stopped on third down and have a fourth and five or within their within your own twenty, I'm guessing they're kicking the field goal instead. Right, and they're, they they'd be doing the same exact decision that you just made on the other side, right. and you're just you're you're taking away four points away from Patrick Mahomes, right. and that that's a win for me. Right. So for me, yeah, I, I look at my offense and I know their limitations and their capabilities, and I I I would have deferred on that coin toss right there yep so and they called it in the broadcast right right after you did mm -hmm. maybe that was the call so right um but like other than that i thought kyle shanahan called a really good game i you know one thing i heard on the radio this week and i told you um is that people were saying he has a reputation of of coming out tight Mm -hmm. in big games as far as the way he calls plays all right and i felt like he did not do that today like you take away the mccaffrey fumble like they're probably going to score a touchdown on that on that opening drive I felt like he was aggressive. I thought he had some good play calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side, I thought that I, I at the end of the day, I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan did anything wrong, but I still think he got out coached. Oh, absolutely. On offense and defense because oh, Steve Spagnolo yeah. called a phenomenal game. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, Steve Spagnolo obviously has been around quite a while. 
Um, and Brock Purdy's he's still learning. He's still learning his reads. Yep. He, he, Spagnuolo's really good at disguising blitzes, and he he loves to blitz. Um, so, and I feel like one of the hardest thing for a young quarterback to understand is, uh, switching protections and, and reading blitzes and seeing where you have to slide your protections and stuff like that. Where's your hot route? Um, and I, I, I feel like Purdy's not there yet. Obviously he, 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 he's good. Um, I don't know if he's great yet. Um, but as of right now, you could definitely see Spagnolo take advantage of, of, I guess, the, the limitations that Purdy has in, in terms of reading the game uh, right now. So to, to your point on that, like to me, the biggest play of the game, and this isn't, I don't even think like a like a bold take, but like mm-hmm. the third and I think it was third and five, the Niners had just outside, just after the two minute warning, fourth quarter, they're up 19, six, or excuse me, it was tied 16, 16 at that point. Mm-hmm. And if they get the first down, essentially they can run the clock out and kick a game-winning field goal. Right. Spagnuolo did a phenomenal job of disguising the blitz. He had one of the corners who was lined up. You would never know he's getting ready to blitz. Right on the slot. As yep. soon as they hike the ball, he takes off. He comes in the gap between the tackle and the guard, mm-hmm. and he deflects the pass. He makes he makes Purdy not only throw way quicker than he wanted to because he was right in his face, mm-hmm. but he was close enough to deflect it and you know stop the clock fourth down. Right. And that was it. Right. Um, if they had gotten that, that like I said, that, the game's essentially over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a genius play call by him. Right. Um, and really saved them the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that was just coming straight out of timeout. I feel like correct. From it was right after the two minute warning. Right. And so for Purdy, that's one of those things where I guess you'd learn you you kind of want, I guess to to do a motion, see see how the defense reacts. Is it man? Is it zone? Um, especially with that slot receiver, he's the, he's the closest person right next to you. If someone's going to blitz, it's going to be that, that guy. So obviously not going to be an outside corner, but it's going to be that guy. And he's, he made a beeline straight to him. There was, yep. there was a big hole right there. Oh yeah. Um, so it, it and Romo, Romo called it perfectly in the right. broadcast. Like you have to know the DNA of who you're playing against mm-hmm. because everything about the way that they were lined up said it, there was no blitz coming, mm-hmm. but you have to know that Steve Spagnuolo, like it's in his DNA to send pressure in that moment. Right. There's no way he was going to take that lying down, not sending the house or at least sending an extra guy. Exactly. And it's exactly what he did. Exactly. So yeah, that's just one of those things where Purdy's going to have to grow and mature and, and understand uh, the concepts of the game a little bit more. I mean, uh, like you said, I don't think Purdy lost them the game, um, but I don't think he did enough to, to win them the game type of thing. Um, there's just a lot, a lot of throws there that, that especially the Debo Samuel, um, yeah. that, that just weren't connecting, which I didn't say this in the moment, but like when it happened, I was like immediately like, Oh man, Garoppolo, like, cause you remember <laughs> the Super Bowl four years ago, yeah. he missed that long touchdown to, I don't know who it would have been, but it would have significantly changed the game. And when I saw Purdy missed that throw to, mm-hmm. to Debo in the end zone. Right. I was like, oh, man, like, yeah. is this going to be like our Niner fans going to be haunted by this like all over again? Mm-hmm. Eh. And yes, is the answer. To that <laughs> the question. answer is yes. <laughs> Most definitely. Yes. Uh, I mean, obviously, San Francisco wishes they had a Patrick Mahomes. They've been rotating through quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it's not like they've had everybody bad... wishes they had a Patrick right. Mahomes. But like to San Francisco, it's there's in such a tough position because I don't think they ever have like quarterbacks that are terrible enough to move on past like immediately but like they have good enough quarterbacks to to make a run and then all of a sudden what do you do type of thing it's honestly it's 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 it puts san francisco in such a i guess unwanted position in my opinion um you just don't know what to do with it 
um, you just got to hope Brock Purdy kind of matures and, and reads the game a little bit better next time. Yeah. And I mean, to his credit, he put them in a chance in a position to win the game twice, mm-hmm. right? They kicked the field goal with under two minutes left. They're up 1916, right? They kicked the field goal in overtime. Yeah. We're up with a chance to win the game. Their defense just had two, two opportunities to make stops and they didn't do it. Right. Um, so, you know, obviously final score of this game ended up being 25, 22 um, chiefs over the Niners, which, 24-22 sounds like a better score to me. I, I, I was about to bring that up as soon as you said the score. I'm like sick to my stomach over here. So for fun, you know, I put five bucks to predict <laughs> the final score of this game. And I, you know, so my pick was Chiefs 24, Niners 22. Right. Um, and that $5 would have won me $1,500. Mm. Um, sounds so, like a nice vacation. Dude, I was like <laughs> no sitting here trying to figure out every scenario to get to this and then when i realize that like if the chiefs score i'm literally going to be off by one point mm-hmm. oh it just makes me sick <laughs> but whatever you know right i'm kind of surprised i even got that close to be honest with you no it was a great guess yeah. I, I mean i i completely understand the logic behind it um I, I mean san francisco defense played a lot better than they have throughout the playoffs i, I feel they like did. it's, it's I think they were to your point though. I think they were just gassed right at towards the end. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, yeah, they definitely shut down Kansas City. Um, it's just I, I just feel like their offense never really caught up with that defense. Um, obviously, if they'd never fumbled the ball in the first possession, it's a, it's a completely different game. Obviously, you're talking about 13 points at least going into halftime, at least 13 to three, maybe even 17 to three type of thing. Um, and then Moody missing that uh, extra point that. That's, Which I thought was, killer. I thought was really interesting because you watch that play and like to you and I who have no kicking experience whatsoever, uh-huh. like oh it got blocked, like right. great play by that defense. Right. And then you hear Jay Feely, um, shout out Jay Feely by the way. Shout We're out gonna Jay try Feely. and get him on the show next year. I'm just gonna throw that out here. Oh, okay. hot take, hot take. Um, Jay Feely, who is a former kicker in the NFL, he's an analyst for for CBS. He was able to say like, look, that was on Moody. Mm-hmm. He said basically he almost caught it like on the side of his ankle mm-hmm. and caused it to go low. have a low trajectory, right. which caused it to be blocked. Like the, he said the defense didn't get penetration. Like there's really no reason that they should have blocked it other than him miss kicking it. Right. So I thought that was really interesting and something that you're only going to get from somebody who, who has been there. Right. A kicker. Like, cause when I watched it, I'm like, wow, that was a great play by the defense. Mm-hmm. And even, even Christy was sitting here watching t- with us saying, wow, that doesn't happen very often. No. Um, no. And so it was kind of interesting to hear that, that perspective. So it's like little things like that where, you know, yeah. the, the winning teams don't do that. Right. You know? Yeah. Kudos, well, I mean, kudos, first of all, kudos to the production team for having a kicking expert on site yeah. to, to actually yeah. analyze because in the Super Bowl, everything gets, I guess, micro analyzed yep. and the kicking game, as we know. And is, I think is, they're the only ones that do like Fox. I don't think has mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Um, NBC. I don't think they have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he works for CBS and, right. and that's what they use him for in the Super Bowl. And right. cause like during the season he does, you know, Jay Feely, he does play by play. He has analysis, like normal analysis during the games. But like when it comes to playoffs, he transitions to like the sideline and does kicking. Right. Um, so for like onside kicks or things like this, it mm-hmm. really pay, it's really useful information. Right. You do, as like a fan, I like knowing what, what's happening. Why is it happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the kicking game, I feel like is so important these days. Um, and obviously, going back to the to days of even Adam Vinatieri with the Patriots, all those game winning, uh, game winning uh, field goals uh, in postseason games uh, and in Super Bowls, it's it's one of those things where we like to see how how things happen or why things happen. And obviously, 
Moody's a Moody's a rookie kicker. Um, so I don't know what happened there. If that's also Super Bowl jitters, or if it's just a missed kick that would have happened at any other time. You know what? I think that's what you have to because he nailed right he two fifty yard right. like one was like fifty two, the other was like fifty five. Right. Yep. So uh, yeah. I think it was just a simple missed kick. Like mm-hmm. a, like how else can you say like you can't say it's jitters because the guy just gutted right two fifty yards right down right. The, right down the middle. So yeah, I mean, obviously it gets highlighted here because it's the Super Bowl and right. it's the last and game. And everything right. is, is analyzed. Yeah, exactly. So it, it hurts, um, but I mean, obviously it's not going to shouldn't cost Moody his job at, no. at all, or, yeah. or San Francisco fans to question Moody yeah. at all. Um, but yeah, it's just. It, it, right now for San Francisco, everything is just going to be rough because everything's you're just going to question everything. What what could I have done better? What could I have what could I have changed to, to change the outcome of the game? Um, but yeah, to you um, for Moody though, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's what we so, go with that. I mean, as far as there, there's a couple different things that happen in this game. Like I feel like it's the one thing that I immediately wanted to talk about, mm. which is going to get overlooked because they won, is Travis Kelsey and his little tantrum. Ooh, yeah. um, I think it was what it might have even been in the first quarter. Still, it was early when yeah, it was, the, uh, the, the Chiefs just were not moving the ball, um, and you can see him have a little, basically come to the sideline after a drive, and he threw his helmet, and he essentially like body checked Andy Reid almost knocked him over mm-hmm. and was like screaming at him they just showed a replay of the interaction and I was trying to to read his lips and I, what I <laughs> what I think uh-huh. he was saying is I think you know everyone while we were watching it we were all like oh well he clearly is just like wants the ball well what I thought I read him say just now and I'm sure it'll come out is he was telling Andy Reid to wake up Ooh. I think he said wake the f up man like basically saying like, dude, maybe maybe Reed was the one that was tense. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe saying like he's you know he's not calling the right plays. He's not in rhythm, whatever. But when I was watching the replay just now and they slowed it down, I'm pretty sure that's what he said was wake up. That's interesting. Uh, which is interesting. I'm obviously regardless of what he said, like you can't act like that, right? Like anybody, any other player in any situ, any other situation would have been benched. Oh yeah, go to like, the locker room. Like, you're get, done. Get out of here. Yeah, you're done. Um, yeah, but again, Kelsey. I think because they won. And Kelsey ended up having a good game. Like it's going to go somewhat under the radar, mm-hmm. but like, and, and this is not the first time he's done this. He did the same thing earlier in the season with Andy Reid. Had mm-hmm. an altercation with him, threw his helmet, um, and so I mean, he's passionate. He's you know what, yeah. whatever you want to call it, right? Um, I, but I thought it was ridiculous. Right there, there's a threshold you can't pass, right. um, especially body checking your. He your literally coach. almost knocked him over. Right, exactly. I, I, even if. I'm not sure if it was to wake up because like the, the previous play, Patrick Mahomes threw like a 40, 50 yard bomb to, to a wide receiver. And, and you could see Travis Kelsey was a little bit open, uh, running a little bit of an underneath route, uh, yeah. post route. And he was, uh, he saw the ball go over his head and he was like, what's he throwing it to? But then he all of a sudden he sees his teammate. Um, I, I don't know if it was, uh, Valdez Scantling or, or who it was, but someone caught it and he, he was, was like, Oh, Nicole was it Hardman? Yeah, yeah. Hardman. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, good yeah. play." And then yeah. also the next play, it was the Pacheco uh, fumble. I mean, it's first down. What? What? I don't anticipate how you can yeah. expect a, a ball to get thrown uh, your way on first down on on a first and goal type of situation. Um, but yeah, that was definitely interesting. Interesting to see. 
Um, if that would have been way more talked about if they had lost. Oh, absolutely. You know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, <laughs> I can already hear people asking if if Travis Kelsey's days in Kansas City are done. Right. Type of thing. Um, that's that's how I guess exuberant it would it would have became if they had lost. Um, but and it was funny. Yeah. So I was purposely watching. Um, you know, after the Super Bowl, you have a bunch of players and coaches on the podium. They all get interviewed. They could talk about whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And when they're interviewing Kelsey and he's singing and just singing Viva Las Vegas, right. and you got to fight for your right to party and all this crap. I was purposely <laughs> watching Andy Reid to see like if he was like just annoyed, like if he was done with the dude and he's over there laughing, having a good time, like act like he couldn't have cared less. So uh-huh. who knows? Maybe it's just something where you like, I know there's certain guys where you just chalk it up like Draymond Green, for example, in the NBA, like, Hey, that's Draymond. Like, that's what he does. Like, maybe that's maybe Kelsey is that guy for the Chiefs. Like, hey, that's Travis. Like, that's how he acts. He's mm-hmm. passionate. Um, maybe it won't be a thing. But with like I saw I saw um, A.J. Brown tweeted, if that was me, I'd be out of the league. <laughs> like, so. Right. And I mean, he probably wouldn't be out of the league, but he's not too far off. Like, he probably would have gotten benched or, you know, sent to the locker room or something like. Right. It's, I mean, A.J. Green, I guess, kind of has that reputation either way because remember the back in like week three or whatever against that uh, i think it was against carolina or something but um he, he threw that tantrum i do remember because AJ, of, yeah yep. brown aj brown yeah back when Devonte smith was still and that's when i started saying like receivers are divas yep yep so i mean aj brown yeah he, he's shown he's he's that sort of uh, i guess personality but travis kelsey has as well and yep. and i mean it's just one of those things you know travis kelsey's probably the biggest part of your game there if you're Kansas City benching him is not an option regardless right if this this was a regular season game maybe um just because like oh we can afford the loss type of thing it's it's not a win or go home type of thing this, this is a Super Bowl you're not benching your 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 second best player um during the Super Bowl so i mean it's You'd like, as a fan, you'd like to see. I guess there's a line that you can't cross as a player, or, or you're putting hands on your your head coach right. or any coach for that matter. Right. Um. I know everybody gets passionate or, or emotional or whatever you want to call it, but at the same time, you, <laughs> physical contact and and to the point where it's uh, you're almost knocking over your head coach. Yep. Yeah. That that's a line for me that yep. I wouldn't cross. And agreed. Regardless of if it's the Super Bowl, to the locker room you go. Yep. I'm team Jason Kelsey over uh, likewise over Travis Kelsey. I'm just going to throw that out there. Likewise. Um, not that there are teams, but I, I think Jason Kelsey's hilarious and I'm, I'm kind of over Travis. Right. Um, not even because of the Taylor Swift crap. Like I could really care less about that. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I'm not a fan, but um, <laughs> all right. As far as, okay. So, you know, the chiefs win 25, 22, as far as what this means, like legacy wise. Right. So this is the third, Super Bowl for them in five years. Um, you can officially call it a dynasty, mm-hmm. right? And and I don't I, I don't think that they're done. I don't think that's a stretch to say either. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the first team to repeat, um, go back to back since. Who do you think? Let me guess. The Patriots. Good guess. Yep. The 0304 Patriots went back to back. So um, pretty much exactly twenty years. Mm. Um, and the Chiefs Chiefs do it back to back. Right. And. Um, Mahomes won Super Bowl MVP. No surprise there. He had uh, 333 yards and two touchdowns. Also had over 60 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a surprise there that he won MVP. That puts him the fifth quarterback ever to win three Super Bowl MVPs. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and for me personally, like I, I said this during the game, like I was curious to see because I can't off the top of my head remember uh, a game or a big moment where Mahomes had to have like the drive. You know what I mean? Like he's had tons of game winning drives. Obviously he, he led the game winning drive against the, the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year, but like down in the Super Bowl under two minutes left, mm-hmm. like everything on the line, like show me that you can do it. Right. And like, I feel like he had that moment. He had it twice. He had it at the end of the fourth quarter and then he had it in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like to, to me personally, and we kind of already talked about how if he's not the goat, he's on his way. Like, I feel like he's he's like, I'm done. He's he's the greatest. Like, <laughs> and, and people were saying on ESPN radio this week, and I kind of agree with it. Like, even if he doesn't get to Brady's seven Super Bowls, I still think he can be the greatest. Like, even if he wins less, he can he can and should be considered the best of all time mm-hmm. because of of games like tonight. Right. Um. I mean, it's such a hard argument because we're we're fresh off the Tom Brady retirement. It's it's been a, what, a couple of years since he retired. It's just one of those things where it's <laughs> I don't want to go jump into the into the Patrick Mahomes ocean so so quickly, just just because he he's starting a dynasty. Obviously, we we all knew Patrick Mahomes is, is elite. He's great. He's phenomenal. He he's once in a generation type of talent, um, and and he's well on his way to be in at least the GOAT conversation, um, I think just with Tom Brady, I think it's just a two-man two, two man, um, conversation, really. It's 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 no John Elway, no Joe Montana. Obviously, those guys are s- superb, phenomenal. But it, to me, it's Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes right now, and then everybody else kind of slides in their own on their own tier. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he... <laughs> like, there, there's just... He's so far above every other quarterback yep. in this league right it's now. It's not even close. Yeah. And that's what they're saying on ESPN radio this week. Like the crazy, like he has, he has no peers. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like he, he just doesn't. Right. And like in such a passing heavy league where, where, where quarterbacks thrive and, and are supposed to thrive or, or, or basically die. <laughs> and then you get switched out for another quarterback like offenses are driven around your quarterback these days. And so it's, it's meant to make the quarterback look as efficient and as uh, capable as possible. Patrick Mahomes is just blowing everybody else out the water. It's not even close right now. And obviously this is one of those things where, yes, we, we, we're going to have to, we're going to look back and we're going to see, say, yeah, Patrick Mahomes was the go maybe one day. Um, Even if he doesn't end up with a seven, like Tom Brady did, um, Personally, I think the magic number he'd probably have to reach for me is five. Um, and that's what they said. Uh, yes. So right. I think it was Chris Canny on ESPN Radio who said, like, the number for him is five. Right. If he gets five and, you know, they don't obviously wouldn't get to seven. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's good with that. Right. Right. Uh, for me, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. But I, I honestly, I'd be surprised if he only ends up with five. I agree. And honestly, I, even if he, he does end up with five, I would even take it away from him because it. it Hopefully it's it's it'll be a testament that the rest of the league is adjusting and, and puts a little bit more drama into into the seasons rather than just knowing the Kansas City is going to end up a, a, in the Super Bowl and have a really good shot at winning at it. Um, but five for me in this day and age is basically what I'm looking for to basically end all discussion in terms of him being be- better than Brady because he, he's got le- he's got he's got something that Brady doesn't have and that's legs. Yep. Tom, Tom Brady. N- he could run when the situation called for it, but he, he, he wasn't fast. He wasn't, there's no design runs for, for Tom Brady really. So 
Mahomes has something that that um, Tom Brady didn't have, and that's legs. So, yep, yep, I agree. Um, what else? Anything else before we wrap up here? <sighs> well, I got nothing to be honest with you. I mean, we covered basically everything that yeah. I wanted to talk about. Yep, and I, I mean. We we said last week or or two weeks ago all I, all we wanted was a good game right and boy I, it, it ended up being a phenomenal game I I feel I feel bad for Brock Purdy I was really rooting for him obviously he, mm-hmm. for those who don't know he's a he's a hometown boy he's from Phoenix he went to high school in Gilbert right which is like fifteen minutes <laughs> 15 from minutes. where we grew up right um so we were on the the Brock Purdy bandwagon for sure but mm-hmm. um he'll be back I think he's he's an awesome kid I'm excited for him and his and his future but right um phenomenal phenomenal game phenomenal way to end the season and i think that you know they already have the the odds for next season and it says that the niners are the favorite at plus 550 followed by the the chiefs at plus 700 hmm. and I, you know i'll just quote what mahomes said on his on the on the podium which i thought was so great and he said the chiefs will never be underdogs because oh that's that's one thing i wanted to mention is is <laughs> they were an underdog in this game mm-hmm. again He's been an underdog in every single one of his Super Bowls, and he's also faced double-digit deficits in every single one of his of his Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So for him to come back and win three of those is just crazy. And and so you know he said on the podium because Jim Nance asked him about being an underdog, and he said, "Look, the Chiefs will never be underdogs." And I thought that was such like a drop the mic, like yeah, it, it, awesome it show, statement. It shows his personality and his determination to and, and his confidence i guess yeah i mean i mean there's there's times where you pass confidence and go into arrogance but i think patrick mahomes has so much talent and and he knows it and he realizes it and he has the brains to to, to dissect defenses and, and do what needs to be done uh, <laughs> and on top of all that he still has that heart to to put his body on the line like it, it's not like he's 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 going to stop one yard short of a first down just because just to protect himself. No, he's going all the way. Um, so it's just one of those things where Patrick Mahomes has proven himself as as the elite quarterback of this day and age. Yep, agreed. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week and and really for this season. Right. Um, I had a blast. Um, I know <laughs> we started to gain some traction towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, you know, Jeff and I talked about it. We're going to come back probably around April or maybe shortly after the draft mm-hmm. and do some sort of draft recap slash like season preview episode. Um, but obviously we're going to be off for a little bit. We really appreciate all of you guys sticking with us. Absolutely. Um, the support, the, the, the messages, the likes, the comments, the shares, mm-hmm. um, on social media and all that. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed season one. Um, we will be back next season, hopefully better and have more of a game plan and get some people on and kind of <laughs> right. shake things up for next season. Right. Um, we have some big plans, but um, again, we just appreciate the support and hope you guys enjoyed season one. And, and um, right. Overall, we had a, we had a blast doing had, this yeah. uh, every, every week. Obviously there were some hurdles over to overcome vacations or sickness. Technology. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously we would always love to get a better product for you guys but um yeah we'll we'll see what we can do next season and but like nick said we appreciate all the support uh all, all the mentions that we that we receive uh in our daily lives whether that's at work at church or yeah or regardless of where that is um but yeah i i personally i'm not the type of person who does this sort of thing come on camera <laughs> and and talk in front of yeah people that neither uh, am i right so 
it just goes to show how much we enjoy sports and enjoy talking uh, football. And um, maybe next year we will be a little bit more uh, fluid and, and yeah. And uh, yeah, prepared type yep. of thing. <laughs> prepared. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys um, again. Uh, we hope you enjoyed and we will see you next year next year peace out thanks for listening to what did they know podcast make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details and don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come